Michigan State's 2023 class adds yet another four-star. Mike Garland retires after 22 years at Michigan State. And then we answer your mailbag questions. Yeah, that's right. All that today on Locked On Spartans. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan fans, and better yet, my favorite people of all time, listeners and viewers of Locked On Spartans, how on earth are we doing? I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Um, I think the news that dropped on Saturday certainly helped that weekend become great. Uh, but before going any further, hey, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, we're going to start the show here in a little bit, talking about, yeah, you know, just another four-star joined uh, the Michigan State 2023 football class because that's just how things operate in East Lansing these days. But uh, before we get to any of that, I just want to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe here to the podcast uh, if you're listening the old-fashioned way, the podcast way, or if uh, you're watching on YouTube, hey, smash that subscribe button as well. Uh, Got a text from my guy T-Dog over the weekend that he has subscribed, so shout-out to T-Dog and shout-out to all 600 whatever of you that have already subscribed. Uh, I love every single one of you. You guys are the best. Um, And it certainly helps uh, to listen or watch a show about Michigan State when there's good news to talk about, right? And no shortage of that these days, uh, especially with the football program, especially with Mel Tucker at the helm, because, listen, we talked about it last week. This was a massive Massive, massive weekend coming up for Michigan State. They had not only just 16 visitors on campus, but 13 of them were rated four stars or higher. That's an incredible number right there. But the number doesn't matter unless you get some commits, and they got to commit this weekend. And I got to be honest, I did not think that anyone would commit. We talked about it you know, last week that a lot of these guys in Michigan State are targeting. They're not going to have their spots taken away by anyone, right? They can take their time. They can go on all their official visits and take their time in the process. But no, Jordan Hall, linebacker out of IMG Academy in Florida, said, no, this is my third time at campus at Michigan State. I feel at home here. And actually, he committed in Mel Tucker's home, uh, announcing that, yeah, he's uh, a Spartan on Saturday night. So how about that? For some Saturday night fun right there. Uh, yes, Jordan Hall, six foot two, 230-pound linebacker out of IMG in Florida. If you don't know what IMG is, they are a high school athlete farm facility. Like it, 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 you go to IMG to get high-end Division I scholarships. You get coached up to be like that. You get exposed to become that player. And, yeah, Jordan Hall is definitely one of those players that fit the bill right there because he is a top 200 player per the 24-7 sports composite and also ranked the number 12th, sorry, the number 12 ranked linebacker in the nation. That's right. A top 15 linebacker has joined Michigan State's 2023 class and I'm having a great time. This is awesome. Uh, right now, he is the second highest commit right behind Andrew DePape. Uh, of course, that stud defensive end out of Iowa. So yes, that makes it two kids rated in the top 200. Come to Michigan State. 
that helps. Those are the kids that you need. A little bit more uh, on that in a, in a little bit, but let's talk more about Jordan Hall, shall we? Uh, that makes him the second-best recruit in the Mel Tucker era, barely jumping over Alex Van Sumeren, who was the crown jewel of last year's class, or I guess this year's, the 2022 class. Regardless, really strong player. Um, God, he's, he, he plays... He hits like a truck. Uh, he, he is like stopping a downhill school bus, but yet also he's very patient. Uh, he reads the game very well in front of him, whether it's pass coverage, whether it's reading what old linebacker, the running back, is going to be going through, rather. And also, another pro, I said it right off the top, six foot two, 230 pounds. He, he's already built like a college linebacker. Uh, yeah, he probably still will add more size onto him, but right now, He's pretty much got the same stature as Jacoby Windman, who is about to be a starting linebacker for our Michigan State Spartans coming up this fall. So you get a body that's college ready, and you just love everything that you see on the film. It's anything that you want to see from a linebacker. It's that the hit stick, right? It is uh, letting just the game unfold slowly in his mind, it seems. And I mean that in the best way possible, that he looks very natural watching plays unfold, reacting to everything in front of him. And, uh, yeah, uh, on top of all that, uh, a kid that is getting a good pedigree down at IMG Academy. So, yeah, there, there's nothing not to love about getting a top 200 kid to commit to your school uh, regardless. But, man, really is a lot of fun when uh, considering that, well, he was going to go visit Michigan next weekend. He was going to go visit Notre Dame. He was going to go visit North Carolina. Um those are those are not happening. Uh, Mr. Hall will not be visiting Ann Arbor. He will not be visiting South Bend, and he will not be visiting uh, Mac Brown in the North Carolina Tar Heels because, yeah, he, he said it's over on Saturday. I'm committed. I'm done. This was after also visiting in April for the spring game, also in January for the junior day. So, yes, this is uh, his third time up, and he said, yeah, third time's a charm. I'm a Spartan dog. This is this is where I uh, this is where I will roam the the friendly fields of Spartan Stadium. So yeah, it's a really nice pickup here. So what this does for Michigan State's class now is this brings the 2023 class up to nine kids, and yes, six of those kids are four stars. That's incredible. Uh, Mel Tucker has gotten 12 four stars in the last two classes combined, and. Listen, I don't want to rehash it all. I, I I feel like I do this all the time. The later years of the D'Antonio era, let's just say not necessarily getting 12 four-stars in the last few years there. But, yeah, it has been a recruiting uh, uh, boon here at Michigan State. It has been uh, overwhelming. But, really, on a real note, this is, this is the kind of kids that you need to make a classroom good to great. Because right now, look, the four-stars are awesome. This is great. But – and right now, Michigan State, look, they, they have a, a good class. They have a really good class. I mean, before Jordan Hall committed, you had eight kids. Five of them were four-star or higher. But you, it's the top 200 kids that really take you on that upper echelon, right? I mean, uh, hey, all the four-star kids right now in MSU's class are rated in the top 400, which is good. That's solid. But, man, you want to get to the Ohio States, the Georgias, the Alabamas, or now the Texas A&Ms as well. It's those top 200 kids, the elite of the elite, that you also got to start nabbing. Like, for example, let's just to peek our head around. Last year, Georgia's recruiting class uh, had 16 top 200 kids in their class. Uh, last year, the 2022 class, listen, Ohio State had seven kids in the top 200. And you think, like, okay, that's actually 
That's not that many. Michigan State is kind of within strike range of that until you realize that the Buckeyes had 18 top 200 kids in the 2021 class commit to them. So, yes, the four stars are awesome. I'm loving this class. I'm having the time of my life right now. This is as good as Michigan State recruiting has ever been. But to even get to that top shelf level, you need more of the top 200 kids. And how about taking care of that with some Jordan Hall action for you? Over the weekend, of course, you know, they had the three uh, five-stars visit last weekend. They also had another one this most previous weekend in Samson Okanlola. And, uh, yeah, there's more five-stars down the pike here. It's a, it's a fun time. So, yeah, really, really important pickup for the class, crucial pickup for the class, and just an overall fun pickup for the class, especially when you can jam it to other programs and have the kids say, yeah, you will not be getting a visit from me. We have had our last communication. The next time I will be. Visiting your campus, I will be uh, taking away Paul Bunyan as well. So there you have it, folks. Jordan Hall, hey, thank you for committing to the 2023 Michigan State class. Another big weekend coming up ahead, of course, for our Michigan State Spartans. Um, No shortage of that these days. That's just the month of June as a whole. We'll get to that, though, in future shows. Next up, we got to talk about a long-tenured member of Michigan State's basketball staff saying farewell. And, uh, yes, Mike Garland steps away, but first – just got to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Woo! Lovely, lovely time of year. Of course, we got the NBA Finals Game 5 on tonight. Um, they got the props. They got the futures. They got the lines right now. Golden State is three-and-a-half-point favorites on betonline.net right now. And also, it's major season for golf. That's right. The U.S. Open is about to be in full swing. That's a golf pun right there. So go check it out at betonline.net. They got all the lines, all the futures, all the fun that you could ever need, even if you're Jones to get some bets on college football already or NFL already. BetOnline.net has it already hooked up for you because, well, guys, they're they're the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, odds, including this year's basketball championships, NHL hockey, conference finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. BetOnline, it is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to their lovely website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That is at BetOnline, where the game starts. And also, before getting into some MSU basketball talk and also some track and field talk and a little bit of golf talk as well, hey, the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts, plus the Audacity Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Just search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you do not miss a pick. That's right. All right. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this is how we started the weekend. Uh, I was going to say unfortunately, but no, not really uh, unfortunately, because this is a a man that deserves a great retirement. This is not something we dread. This is something that you got to celebrate here. And it is OG Mike Garland stepping away from Michigan state after 22 years, uh, in East Lansing, which is one hell of a career, no doubt about it. And I love the way Michigan state started uh, their press release for him. And this is how they, they kicked it off. You can find it on the website as well. But they start with inspiring, authentic, real coach, mentor, counselor, teacher, leader, irreplaceable OG. And those were all words that former players used to describe Mike Garland. I, I mean, listen, everyone on the staff is loved, you know, of course, by players, coaches. But like the, it, it takes it up to another level 
when you hear former players or colleagues talk about Mike Garland. So Tom Izzo is another guy that, of course, fits hand-in-hand with that because, well, these guys have been best of friends since their college days. And Izzo was quoted in the press release saying, words can't truly express what Mike Garland means to me. We've been friends since we met the first night in college and basically have lived the rest of our professional lives together. To say he's just my friend doesn't even scratch the surface of our relationship. He's my brother for life. So let's just get entirely sappy. I mean, this is more than just, uh, you know, a a smart basketball mind stepping away from the program. It's a staple, and it's a guy that you feel comfortable with in the program because of just the effect he has on people's lives. From Izzo to all the players, uh, whether it's players that he helped get drafted, uh, you know, walk-ons, absolutely love him. Everyone loves OG. Everyone loves Mike Garland, and after 22 years, uh, he is no longer going to be in East Lansing. Um, Last year, he was not an assistant coach on the bench. Uh, He was the special assistant to the head coach for the previous season. But listen, he he was on the staff for 22 years, including the 2000 national title run, Uh, took a hiatus from 2003 to 2007 to coach Cleveland state. And then also uh, associate head coach at SMU. But okay. You know where this is going. He, of course he, he returned to Michigan state and a nice little fun fact that they threw in the press release there is that every Big Ten title Tom Izzo has won has been with Mike Garland as well. In that four-year window that Mike Garland was gone, MSU did not win a Big Ten title. So, yes, is he the secret recipe to winning Big Ten titles? Who's to say? I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. So, yeah, that's uh, uh, just an awesome career for him as well. So, yeah, I wish nothing but the best for Mike Garland. I I believe um, it was three years ago his son had a heart transplant, so – Go be with your family, live out the rest of your life, and uh, go go be happy, Mike Garland, because it's very clear that he's made a ton of people, a ton of coaches, a ton of players, uh, everyone around the program happy in his time here. Uh, you don't get people talking like this about you unless you've had a true impact on their lives, and there it is right there. So where does Michigan State go from here? Again, this isn't like Dwayne Stevens stepping away where you're going to be filling an on-bench role, but still this is an opportunity for an important hire here. And do they go the route of get a recruiting director? Do they go as big as Duke just did and go get yourself a general manager of your program? Now, of course, I don't think that is going to happen. The general manager, at least, Izzo seems pretty set in his ways. That seems like a pretty drastic move to do for a guy like Izzo, but I think it's definitely going to have an emphasis in recruiting here. So we'll keep it tuned on to that. Um, maybe things are already in the works. I'm not sure. I'm not being coded right there. I truly do wonder if things have been in the works because, as I understand, um, this Mike Garland stepping away was not a newsflash to anyone in the program. They've known for the better part of a few weeks now. So maybe things were already in motion to uh, figure out what they're going to do with that open spot and it goes without saying that I would love something, you know, recruiting based because that's what makes the college basketball world go round. Or even, and this would be really dynamic, especially for Izzo, but someone to, to track the portal, honestly. But in reality, I don't think that's going to be it. It'd probably be more close, closer related to recruiting. So hopefully it doesn't take two months to fill this job like it did with Dwayne Stevens. But hey, Izzo, if that's how long you want to take. Who am I to challenge you? You are the GOAT for a reason. So here we are. Um, In other news, we're just going to bebop around here because track and field nationals happened uh, over the weekend as well. And I got a shout out, friend of the program, um, Morgan Beetlescombe. 
he uh, finished second in the 5,000 meter, which is a ridiculous race to begin with. He he ran a 420 mile pace for 5,000 meters, uh, getting second place overall. So, and Morgan's a guy that, yes, he has been on this program, but now it's, it's selfish story time for Matt, but I, my first job out of college was covering high school sports in Port Huron. This kid was a junior at Algonac and he was incredible. I was like, oh my God, this is great. And got to know him because did a lot of stories on him and kept in touch over the last few years. And, you know, not only is he a great runner, a great guy, but he's also made uh, Spartan Nation proud. He's made a city of Algonac proud because he's a nine time all American now after that second place finish over the weekend. So that's how he ends his Spartan career with a, a great silver medal and a fantastic run. Um, and he's not the only guy that got all American honors as well. Uh, John Petruno also got second team all American for his ninth place finish in the 1500 meter. Uh, Jenna Magnus got third place in the 10,000 meter. That's way too much running. First of all, uh, Sophia Franklin also got seventh in the pole vault. That of course means that uh, you're all American. If you finish in the top eight right there, Michaela Perez, second team, all American in the 10,000 meter run. Heath Baldwin, second team All-American in the decathlon. And then Ryan Talbot, All-American, honorable mention in the decathlon as well. All athletes that make Spartan Nation proud and really put to shame how horrible my cardio is because, man, I'm just on the couch. Housey Miller lights watching these guys run uh, in Eugene, Oregon, and I just feel so low about myself. But you know what? At least you represent Michigan State while you're making me feel uh, like utter garbage on the couch watching you guys do incredible athletic things. So good on all of you. And uh, one more. If if you thought you can get a whole episode uh, of me without talking about golf, you're sorely mistaken right now. Uh, James Pyatt, of course, he uh, joined the Live Tour. Uh, we talked about that last week. If you want my full thoughts on it, I do a whole segment on it in, in last week's show. He finished the inaugural Live Tour event in uh, 25th place actually beat Phil Mickelson, uh, and that's good for $166,000 of a payout. Now, why do I bring that up? Uh, because that would be good for 23rd on the Corn Ferry money list right now. The only difference is, is that the Corn Ferry is about like 15 events into their season right now. So, yes, if you wonder why he joined the Live Tour, that's a reason right there because odds are he would probably be on the Corn Ferry next year maybe not even, maybe even in the mini tours below the Corn Ferry Tour. The fact that you can make this kind of money with a 25th place finish kind of makes it a no-brainer, and that's even without all the money up front that he may or may not have gotten as well. Now, will I be doing live golf tour uh, updates all the time? No. This might be my last one until Pyatt has like a top five finish or something like that, but it being the inaugural event, I thought it was something worth talking about, and yeah, I just want to hammer the point home that Listen, I get it. I get all the controversy around it. I get why people might say no to it, but sure as hell understand why you say yes to something like this. And it is for that sweet, sweet cash uh, to really get your career off to a hot start or also take it to monetary places that otherwise it would never go. So there you have it right there. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, we're going to pay uh, some quick bills right here. We're just going to take a hot second of a break. Uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to take a one second pause and then we're going to roll right into the next segment, which is a mailbag starting now. That's right. It's mailbag time. Uh, hey, reach out to me, uh, Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter, or if you ever want to reach out, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. 
throw all questions your way. Uh, I sent something out late Sunday night being like, hey, your homeboy could really use some mailbag questions right now. And as you guys always do, you came through with great questions. And we're going to start it off. Um, we're, we're going back to recruiting. I'm not done talking about recruiting just yet here in this show. So we're going to throw it to $95 million man is his handle on Twitter. That's right. Uh, and he asked a two-part question. So we'll attack this one at a time. Do you think the success that K9 had is to thank for this recruiting success? Obviously, Tuck effing coming, but aside from all that. And also, which uh, 2022 and 2023 signee are you looking forward to the most? We'll attack the first part of that question right now. Is Do you think the success that Kenneth Walker had last year is to thank for this recruiting success? The short answer is no. Um, I think that it's the coaching staff that really propels a lot of it, right? Of course, you know, the guy at the top, Mel Tucker, no doubt about it. The, the, the swag daddy himself, Mel Tucker, is the biggest vehicle here. But also the assistants, Brandon Jordan, who we've talked about ad nauseum, or also Coach Kapilovic. That's right. USC tried to pull him away. He was trying, he was pulled away or attempted to be pulled away from a, a few top-tier programs. But he stays at Michigan State. He pledges his commitment to Michigan State, stays here. So it's not just how good these coaches are but it's how bought into staying that they are. If you're a recruit, you want assurance that your coach, your assistant coach, your position coach is going to be there. So that's a big slice of the pie. However, however, the K9 and his success is a reason for this recruiting. Is it the biggest reason? I don't think so, but I think it'd be nonsense to say that his season that he had last year has nothing to do with anything going on. Like, no, 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 no. We, we had an episode, this is a few months ago, but I'll give you the, the, the short of it, is that Michigan State maybe goes 7-5, and five, maybe even 6-6 six and six without Kenneth Walker. And I truly believe that. That really makes last season different if he's not on the team. Uh, obviously, you don't get your marquee win against Michigan that I th- was a top-10 viewed game, maybe even top-5 viewed game in college football last year. All the eyeballs on that game, and oh yeah, you win in front of a sold-out crowd. That was absolutely delirious at the game. And not only that, but you also had a lot of other great crowds throughout the rest of the season because of what Kenneth Walker was doing. Like, yeah, these guys come and visit Michigan State. They're not being welcomed to Spartan Stadium capacities that are a quarter full, right? No, it was pretty full stadiums, and it was because of Kenneth Walker as well. So I think that it is... A reason, a lot of energy around the program. You get to watch Michigan State play a New Year's Six Bowl game because of Kenneth Walker. They don't get to 10 wins to qualify for the Peach Bowl without him. So, yeah, it, it would be nonsense of me to say that he is no reason, like, and just brush off, be like, oh, no, it's all the coaching staff and everything else. Like, no, it, it's a small slice of the pie. It's maybe like maybe 10%, I'll say. Of course, it depends on, you know, how the kid views everything, but as a whole, He's got a little triangle slice of that pie right there. No doubt. Kenneth Walker, thank you for your service. And also, the second part of that question, uh, which 2022 signee and 2023 signee am I looking forward to the most? 2022, I, you know, I would love to play it cute and, like, give you some under-the-radar three-star kid that I'm really looking forward to, but I'm pretty fired up about Jeremy Bernard, the four-star receiver out of Vegas. I... I'm very excited for him. And also, am I falling in love with the idea that four-star quarterback Kaden Hauser was also childhood friends with him, teammates with him, and they already have chemistry, kind of like 
Payne Thorne and Jaden Reed. Yeah, 100% of falling uh, right into that trap. But, man, Jeremy Bernard and his film, his speed, woo! That that gets me all sorts of excited. Uh, and now for the 2023 class, listen, I, I'm going to give you the most obvious answer. It's Andrew DePape because, you, listen, we, we see every week in college football and NFL, really, how big of game wreckers defensive ends can be. And him being a top 200 kid with the coaching of Brandon Jordan, I think he's going to be an electric player for years to come at any slancing. But also, I have my eye on another receiver. That's right. It is the wide receiver power hour. Demetrius Bell's film gets me fired up, gets me going. His footwork is incredible. Uh, if you listen to the reaction podcast after he committed, I'm going to sound like a broken record player, but his feet are going three times the speed of anyone else's. Like when he's just getting off the line when there's press coverage against him, or if he's going on a long post route, he has the feet of Usain Bolt uh, combined with a ballerina. It is beautiful footwork that Demetrius Bell has. So I'm looking forward to watching him play uh, in the future, no doubt about that. And uh, we'll do one more here. Uh, One more mailbag question. We'll hit a lot tomorrow. We're going to have a friend of the program, Maddie May, on to uh, just – have some fun with us. So if, yeah, if you have any quirky uh, mailbag questions, send those on over too. But Ryan Cole, who always has great questions, what a great listener Ryan Cole is, uh, which win over U of M was bigger, 2015 or 2021? I don't know. I don't know. No, that's a, that's a really, really tough question. I'm going to go with right now, 2015. And I have the freedom to change my answer in the future here. But, yeah, 2015, look, you don't win that game. You're not going to the Big Ten Championship game. If you're not going to the Big Ten Championship game, you're probably not going to the college football playoff as a 10-2 and team back in 2015. So, yes, uh, as far as stature and everything like that goes, the 2015 game, and, oh, yeah, that whole thing about it being a historic finish that we'll never, ever stop watching replays of, that helps as well. But there is an argument to be made. About 2021. Um, if, if that's your answer at home listening to this right now, not going to fault you for that at all because just like we talked about five minutes ago, electric game, so many eyeballs on that game, and that was the epitome of a, a Michigan State win, a relentless win right there. They kept chopping, pull out all the cliches, drag Michigan into the deep water if I could just borrow one more. It, it was the, the quintessential um, trademark win right there for the Mel Tucker era so far. So if this could blossom into you know r- recruiting momentum – uh, obviously, transfer portal momentum helps when you got guys like K9 out of the portal that are becoming Doak Walker award winners and all that jazz. Like th- that helps as well. So if it's like 2025 and I'm in the 500 level in Indy, smashing $17 beers before the game, I'm looking around. It's it's all green and white, and we're at the Big Ten championship game. And I think I'd be like, you know what? How do we get here? What what are some of the games that really help propel Michigan State to this stature right here? What fired uh, not just the fan base, but also the recruits as well. And it could very well all start in the 2021 game against Michigan. So, yes, right now in this moment, still going to go 2015, but there's a 100% argument and a chance that yeah, it will be uh, that 2021 win one day. God, that was so much fun, wasn't it? I I don't care, like, the whole, like, oh, you all, that was your Super Bowl. All you care about is that game. Uh, it's rent-free in your head. Like, Damn right it's rent-free in my head. That was one of the best games of all time. The most historic matchup between those two teams. And 
Michigan State was on the receiving end of that, so I could talk about that game all day. Um, but I won't. I won't bore you with that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe do a whole episode one day where I just talk nonstop about what happened on October 30th. But uh, until we're going to do a mailbag tomorrow, uh, or if any breaking news happens, you know where to find it. It will be here on Locked on Spartans, your team every single day, kind of. June and July, we do three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Tomorrow, we will have friend of the program, Maddie May on. Awesome guy to talk to. Always love talking to my guy, Maddie. And then at the end of the week, Colton Pouncey of The Athletic. We're going to go over the Athletics fan survey that they did, the state of the program, all sorts of fun. Colton's like the best. You guys love him. You guys, man, needs no introduction or any hyping up. It's Colton Pouncey for crying out loud. He's the best. So until then, though. Thank you guys for for listening. Cannot thank you enough for listening, for watching, and just you know just being the best. Now go make your second listen. Locked on Big Ten. That's right. It's with my guy Nate Dickinson. Uh, he keeps you up to speed on everything going inside and outside the conference. It's awesome. And best of all, it's free and available on, on all platforms. All right, gang. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you all. Go green.